Um, I am an A-type personality, and I don't know about you guys, but I, it frustrates me standing in queues. I'm like, yes, how can I? I'll go, I'll go leave and come back again. Maybe the queue is shorter. I can't stand in a queue. I can't stand walking in the mall, especially during Christmas shopping, and you're doing late, hour, late Christmas shopping, and everyone is walking slow. It's like, come on, I just want to trip someone. No, don't trip someone. I'm just playing. Don't do that. It's, sometimes you feel that way. Or when you are driving from one side of town to the other side, and I normally go through Latham Avenue, and I kid you not, it's like my weekly devotion of frustration. And I, I, it's like a test. When there's a learner driver or a, I won't say old lady or old, I won't say that. When there's someone driving slow in front of me and I need to be somewhere else, I've got an appointment. I am that type of personality. And I don't know about you, but one of the hardest things to do is to wait, especially if it's waiting on the Lord. Now, you might be one of those that, you know what, you, you've been praying for a while now. You've been asking the Lord for a spouse. Lord, where's that significant other? Where's that person I'm waiting for? I'm waiting so long. Or you've been praying, maybe in your marriage, there's just so much conflict. It's not getting better. Lord, when are you going to bring breakthrough here? You might be praying for a little one, a baby. And it just hasn't come yet. You might be praying for a job. You don't know why people are overlooking you. Or you might be praying and saying, Lord, that loved one, that son or that daughter, I pray that they get to know you. Today we are speaking about waiting. And we, we are busy with our Missing Peace series. And the question is, why is God making me wait? Why? Why is God making me wait? That's one of the questions my kids, we, this year we were thinking, we're going to be very creative. We've got this Advent calendar where every day they can uh, put a little sticker until Christmas, then there's going to be presents. So my little boy looks at me and he's like, you're telling me presents and I'm not getting one now? I have to wait 25 days? Why? Why should I wait? <laughs> and that's sometimes how we feel. We feel like little kids. We're like, Lord, when now? When we throw out tantrums and we're like, Lord, why is this not happening? Uh, Craig Rochelle has, uh, him and his wife, they have this friend, and it's a lady that always, from a young age, she had this 43 uh, qualities that she wants in her husband one day. So she's written them all out, 43 of them, and after a few years, it's down to two. <laughs> he has to be a man and he has to have a job. That's good enough, Lord. That's good enough. <laughs> it's actually, it's, it, it, it's funny, um, but you might really be in a, in, in a space in your life where you've been waiting long, and you might be feeling, Lord, are you listening? Lord, do you care? Or even you might be asking, Lord, are you there? Is there a God? Because you might even have a crisis of faith because you've been waiting. That's almost how the Israelites felt, or the people of God, because years and years, there was going to come a Messiah, there's going to come a Savior, it's prophecies over and over, telling us, even right from the beginning of Scripture, we have Adam and Eve, where they just sinned, 
sad sin. They just sinned in the garden. They took from the tree that they shouldn't have. And what happens there? There's this odd verse. I don't know if you've been reading it once and saying, this is weird. Why is that here? This is nice story. And then there's this verse that reads like this. The seed of the woman will crush the serpent's head. Now that is a prophecy of the one that's coming. The seed of a virgin that's coming. Seed of a woman. Already after we messed up in life, already God had a plan. So that seed, we know is the Messiah. But what happened? They were waiting and waiting for centuries. They just passed. It's like, why is the Lord not answering our prayers? When is He sending a Messiah? Isaiah is 700 years before Jesus came. This, this beautiful Christmas verse, which, which we quote around Christmas time, says, Isaiah 7 verse 14 says, Therefore, the Lord Himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call Him Emmanuel, God with us. Jesus is going to come, but it's still 700 years. Can you imagine that? If they were waiting, that's how you might be feeling. But God's timing is always the right timing. It's not for you, maybe, but His timing is perfect. Another verse is Galatians 4, verse 45 in the New Testament. It says, but when the set time had fully come, the right time, the set time, had fully come, God sent His Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sonship. Giving you another scripture. Yes, I'm just throwing you with scriptures here, a timing. There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under heaven. Man, but I used to hear this when I was praying for a wife and it was frustrating. People tell me, it's not your season yet. You have to, what? How long is the season? Can someone tell me? A season is four months. Why do I have to wait so long? And I remember, you know that, that scripture in the Bible where it says one day is like a, uh, a thousand years to the Lord and a thousand like, it felt like a thousand years waiting for my wife. I don't know if you guys or anyone felt, felt the same. But I remember that. And I remember almost giving up. And a lot of people, they get a prophecy, they get a word from the Lord, they get a vision, and then they just give up. You know re New Year's resolutions? I don't know who does New Year's resolutions. Anyone here? No. Good, okay, cool. <laughs> I do sometimes, and then I just copy and paste the same every year. <laughs> anyway, so I want to tell you a story. I get to the gym one year. It's a, a fitness zone, and, and Chris, the manager, I, I go, and I walk up, and I'm like, Chris, this place is full. What happened here? I can't, I can't gym here. He said, no, no, don't worry. Come back in two weeks. So, Two weeks, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, pay, we get them to pay the whole entire year. After two weeks, they don't see any results and they leave. Don't worry, man, you, you, you can come back. I said, yes, you smart businessman. <laughs> and that's what happens with us in life. We give up. And man, I want to tell you, I almost gave up. I was 27 years old, praying for my wife. I know years, I've been also, and Lord, 
you know that, Lord, give me a picture of my wife. Show her to me if I fall asleep now. <laughs> so, so anyway, I had to go through a lot of nonsense in my life. And one day, as I'm almost giving up, I walk into this pastel course. And I look at this lady and I feel, wow, Lord, sure, there's something here. And you, you're stirring something in my heart. I don't know if it's just because she's beautiful. <laughs> I am, Lord, after the pastel course, I, I take her out to spur. Spurs, romantic, that's what I could, that's my budget, hey, that's it. So I took her to Spur, and this beautiful woman, I tell her, kid you not, I felt this in my heart, you are going to be my wife. <laughs> and uh, she's she stuck with me, can you believe it? Hey? That's Someone needs to applaud that lady. <laughs> she actually stuck with me. But you know what, what I found? is God is never in a hurry, but He's never late. He's always on time. And if I would have met my wife two years earlier, it would have been such a mess up. She was in a certain place in her life. I was in a certain place in my life. It wouldn't have happened. God had to work on my character. And it's a frustrating thing. But man, it was necessary. So I want to, some of us might feel that way. You're feeling that, Lord, it's just not coming. It's just not happening. Some of you might be feeling, Lord, why are you not trusting me with more finances? Why am I suffering so much? <laughs> suffering. But you look, if you look at your track record and your stewardship, is this the right time for you maybe? to be entrusted with more. So there's a certain time in history that's called the intertestamental period. And um, I'm going to tell you about that now. But the question is, what is God doing in the time when we're waiting? Is He pranking us? Is, it like, is, it a, is He testing us? Is there a test? Because... Why are we waiting? You know the song, why are we waiting? Why? Uh, you know that? Okay, you don't know. Okay, cool. Okay. Why are we waiting? And a time where everything is instant, like instant coffee. Instant coffee. Or you drive through the drive-thru and you're expecting it like it needs to happen now and the lady dare tell you, please park here, we'll bring the order to you. No! All these guys got their orders. <laughs> or... Um, instant meals that you put in the microwave. So this is something I used, I, I still do. Um, so it's a four minutes, and after three minutes, I'm hungry, man. I'm stopping, <laughs> stopping the microwave. I want to eat my meal now. And my wife is looking at me and saying, that's ice cold. Why are you, why are you not waiting one more minute? Lavi, I'm hungry. I don't care. <laughs> instant everything. We want stuff happen now. God's time is not our time. In a time where you need to learn some patience, this message is definitely for me. <laughs> There's an intertestamental period in the Bible. So what happened here? I want to show you what God is doing while we're waiting. So from Malachi till Matthew, there's nothing happening for about 400 years of history. The prophets stopped talking. The Lord stopped giving word through the prophets. It's quiet. 
you might be feeling like that in your life. Saying, Lord, are you there? Why is it quiet? I can't feel you. So there's a quiet phase. And that's how the prophet and the people of God felt. But what happens here? Let's, let's give you some, some history here. Who knows Alexander the Great? Oh, at least two people know your history. Thank you. I'm just laying it for you guys. Okay, so it's this time of the year. Alexander the Great was one of these conquerors. He conquered almost the whole of Europe, almost the whole of the known world back then. And he forced them to speak Greek. <laughs> so everyone knew a little bit of Greek. So what happened here? He, he conquered the world, forced them to, to know a little bit of Greek. So there was a common language again. Now, the Old Testament in that time was translated into Greek. Amazing. So in history, now everyone knows about the coming Messiah already. Even the Gentiles. Not just the Jews, even the Gentiles as well. But that's not long enough. Shortly after that, the Roman Empire conquers the Greeks about 63 AD. Not shortly, it's a few hundred years. Um, and what happens? The Romans all of a sudden go and they build roads right through. That right through the Roman Empire, right through Europe. So now... It's interconnected. You've got, you've got um, Jews spread all over the Roman Empire. Why is this significant? So one, first time in history, through all the ages, now there's an Old Testament, the Messiah, they know about the coming Messiah in a common language. The gospel can be preached in a common language. And there's roads that can connect them all of a sudden. Why do you think in Acts all of a sudden the gospel spread like that? So what's happening here? We're looking at the Bible and we're thinking 400 years, nothing happened. Why, Lord? But he's been working behind the scenes. When you are waiting, God is working. When you don't see it, he is working behind the scenes. Guys, I want to tell you that the wedding is worth it. The wedding is worth it. It might be frustrating, but it's worth it. Um, yes, we, we sang this verse. Uh, walking around these walls, I thought by now they'll fall. This was such a key verse for us. I want to tell you that in your praying, in your waiting, in your trusting, and you're holding on to the Lord. He hears your voice. He sees your tears. He listens. Even, you, even though you don't see it, He's working in the background. And I remember there was a time in my life where all of a sudden you start doing introspection. You say, Lord, did I fail you? Is there sin in my life? Did I sin somewhere? Did I do something wrong, Lord? Did I let you down? Is it my faith? Is my faith not strong enough? Should I just have more faith? And you're going through this. You're wrestling with the Lord and you don't know why. If that is you, if you're reading your Bible, you are not alone. If you look at Abraham and Sarah, they had to wait 25 years to hold their little one. Joseph 
had a dream, a vision, where the Lord told him, you are going to rule. And 13 years, nothing happened. No, he was jailed in 13 years. So <laughs> he was actually put in, a, in, in, in jail for a crime he didn't commit. How does that feel? You're waiting and it's like, hey, the Lord's kicking me into the ground now. What's, why am I in jail? There's a lame man at the pool of Bethesda that waited 38 years. 38 years. And then one day, Jesus passed by and said, pick up your mat, stand on your two feet, and walk. Guys, sometimes there's a wait. Our time is not always the best time. His time is. And I want to tell you that God's delay is not always God's denial. His delay is not His denial. It doesn't mean that it's not going to happen. <laughs> During the worship, you know that song I just told you about, uh, walking around these walls, we were praying for for children. We had, me and my wife, after we got married, we had prophecy upon prophecy. We're going to get children and every Mother's Day and Father's Day, it's not happening. And we're singing those songs. I know there's a lot of you guys that prayed with us in that time. We're singing that song, walking around these walls. We're feeling we're walking around these walls. And then one day, the Lord delivered. During worship, I could hold my two babies. And the Lord reminded me of the promise. He is always faithful, and He hasn't failed you yet. And as I'm standing here, holding my kids, you can clap if you want to. It feels so amazing because the Lord is faithful. Now, what's the lessons that we learned in this time? Is that there was a story that someone told us. It's a guy that's waiting for a meal in a restaurant. He's out with his friends. And all his friends, they're getting their meals one by one. And he's like, waiter, waiter, sorry. Why do they have their meals? And I don't have mine yet. What's happening here? And the waiter said, sir. You've got a special meal. It isn't just an ordinary meal. You're going to wait, but it's going to be worth it. So if you are waiting longer than your friends, all of them are married already. All of them have kids already. It's going to be a special one. It's worth to wait. So while you're waiting, God is working on it. If I can ask the... the uh, music team to come up so long. God is working on it. Always working on you. He might be working on your character. He might be working on your heart. Don't despise the time of waiting. One more verse is Isaiah 64 verse 4 says, Since since ancient, ancient times, no one has heard, no ear has perceived, no eye has seen any God beside you who acts 
on behalf of those who wait. God sees your tears. And God's silence isn't his absence. He is there with you in the fight, in the battles that you have every day. You are not alone. He's working behind the scenes. You might be here today and the Lord is working on your heart. Maybe you have gone astray. Maybe you just forgot about the Lord. And there's something that the Lord is doing. He's calling you. Maybe you don't know this incredible Father. You don't have that revelation of Him yet. But He's calling you right now. If you are here and He's speaking to your heart, I want to ask you to put up your hand. If there's anyone here, the Lord is calling you back. I see that hand. Let's give them applause. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, as the worship is here, I just wanna, I want you to be bold. I want the hands or the, the people that put up the hands to come up right now. I wanna pray for them. I wanna pray for you right now. The Lord is stirring your heart. Come out, I wanna quickly pray for you right now. Saw a hand there somewhere. Don't be shy. Don't want to point you out. And I want you to be brave right now. Let's encourage them, church. This is such a special time. If it's, if there's more, if there's someone else, you can come out. We're waiting. Come, come. If there's more. I'm going to stand here and I'm going to pray with you, my sister, my brother. Sisters and brothers. <laughs> yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You are stirring. So I'm going to lead you in a prayer right now. If you can just pray with me. It's going to be a short prayer. Lord Jesus, I come up. I make you the Lord of my life. Forgive me of my past. Wash me of my sin. I am a new creation in you from today.